Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Welcome back to All of It. I'm Matt Katz, filling in for Allison Stewart. You know the work of Tony Award-winning set designer Beowulf Borat, even if you don't know his name. Yet, he is prolific on and off Broadway. You might have seen his sets for Come From Away or The Ohio State Murders or POTUS or Harmony or Be More Chill. And now, Beowulf wants to leverage his success to help others break into the industry. He co-founded the 152 Project, a group that has raised over $200,000 in donations from the theater world to provide grants to up-and-coming theater professionals from underrepresented groups. One of their past recipients was Stefania Bulbarella, who just last year made her Broadway debut designing the sets for Jaja's African hair braiding. Beowulf and Stefania join me now to discuss the 152 Project and what it takes to make it as a set designer in the world world of New York theater. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Hi. So glad Hi. to so glad to see you both. Uh I would I'm curious to dig into this and dig in this project that you've been uh working on Beowulf. When did you first realize that set design was a career you were interested in Beowulf? I think I you know I fell in love with the theater in high school like a lot of people do and you know, I, I went to college, I went to graduate school, and I, I started out as a young designer in New York uh, 25 years ago now. And it, it's difficult. It was difficult then. It is difficult now. It's a, it's a, it's a fun profession, and it doesn't pay very well, but it's, it's a lot of fun. A lot of people want to do it. And as I've had a lot of luck, uh, I started thinking, is there a way to help the next generation? Um, Part of it came out of some of the social movements that came out of the past seven years, the Me Too movement and some of the reaction to the George Floyd murder. I think it made us all a little more aware of some underrepresented groups who are not not getting the chance they ought to get in in the world. Mm. And I started thinking, is there a way that I could could do something to to help within the theater world? I think the theater thinks of itself as very open and liberal. Um, but when I started really looking at it, we're more white male dominated than I than I cared to admit. And, you know, I'm a straight white boy. I thought, what can I do about this? And if you if you were lucky enough, as I have been to to have a commercially successful show on Broadway, something like Come From Away, which runs for many years, I get a little royalty check every week from that. And I thought if I took one check every year and put it into a fund, and if I asked every other designer working on Broadway to do the same thing, we could raise quite a bit of money and it wouldn't hurt us much. It wouldn't be a huge sacrifice. And that could create a fund that we could use to give grants to young designers. And that's that's where the 152 Project comes from. It's this idea that it's it's a way for people to work on Broadway back and help the next generation. I The last thing I'll say about it is I... I don't actually believe that anybody is owed a career in the theater. It's a difficult career. You've got to work hard. You've got to have a lot of skills to do it. But it shouldn't be harder because you're not a white guy. Um, And looking at some of the statistics, there are clearly some barriers to entry. And and that is the hope that 152 can at least help. It's not going to reduce those barriers, but give people a little breathing room is what I always say. Give people, you know, a, a little help along the way. Stefania, you were one of the recipients of a of a grant. Did did it help? How did it help? Yes, it absolutely helped. Obviously, financial 
uh, it was a great financial help. It's it's hard to make a living in New York. It's expensive, and 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 even working in the theater industry, it 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 does feel hard sometimes. And what this grant gave me was a possibility to, as Beowulf said, had have some breathing room. I did not have to live month to month trying to pay rent towards the end of the month. Now I had a backup that felt like I could take more design gigs and do less associate gigs and focus more on my art and invest on my art. And as a projection designer and video designer, um, there's so much technology that I need in, all, in, in order to be able to work. Computers, NAS, uh, cameras. And, and this gave me something to, like, to upgrade my computer. Mm. And, and not only that, it also gave me the possibility to meet all these wonderful Broadway designers that I've always, always admired, that I've been following following their work for years and years. And suddenly, when I was in the same room speaking to these people that are my idols, that I want to grow up to be like them. Yeah. And, not, and I got the grant two years ago. And now this year and last year, I got to share rooms as a designer with these people. And... And now they're my peers. Oh, well, congratulations. That's amazing. Stefania, give me a little sense of your career tra- trajectory before that point. What was your first professional theater job in, in New York? And, and then how did the, and then, then did you get the grant shortly after that? Or had you been doing this for some time? So I graduated from the new school where I did a BFA in dramatic arts. And while directing was my major, my minor was projection design. I immediately fell in love and started working as a projection designer while I was in school doing some shows with friends and colleagues from from my network. Um, After that, I started assisting established projection designers and I got to this designers through a mentorship that I did at called the Wing Space Mentorship. I feel mentorship is a very important thing in theater, as in everybody has their own path, and it's great to hear different experiences and stories. And we went into pandemic. Pandemic was very hard. Also, being an immigrant, I'm on an O-1 visa, which Mm. is the artist visa. Um, I could not uh, apply to unemployment. So I started working with theater, started we created virtual theater and I started working with bigger established theaters that I had not as a lead designer. So once theater resumes and we're back and running, my first off-Broadway show was at Signature. So I did my first off-Broadway show that that was like a huge door opening. And then New York Theater Workshop came, MCC came, and that's Signature again. And that's how I started building till last year that I did my Broadway debut for Jaja's African hair braiding as a video designer. Wow. And, and you, you've you uh, used this term projection designer. Do you mind just explaining what that means to those of us who, you know, might be a new word? Oh, totally. To me, it's, it's the video that, that, that appears in the set. It's all the mapping Got it. of, of, of video. It's if you go see a concert and you see those led screens in the back, we do that, but for theater mm-hmm. and we will help shape the world. We add new characters, we build environments. We, we bring some information that wants to come through video. There's very different various ways to bring video into theater piece. Beowulf, what are some of the 
biggest challenges that young set designers might face in terms of having a career in New York? It seems that the number of jobs might be just limited by by nature of the work. It's it's absolutely true. There 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 are very few jobs available, um, and there's a lot of people who want to do them. As I say, it's a fun job. So supply and demand is working against you because a lot of people want to do it. Um, there's a huge amount of competition. You have to learn to network, um, and but you have to you have to find a way to survive. You have to kind of be a jack of all trades and do a little bit of everything. Um, and that's again that's what we're trying to do here is to to give people a, a leg up with that. Um, it's the the there's sort of the moral component of what we're doing is that we sort of want the doors open to everybody equally. Uh, I I often say to people that you know my father was a Holocaust survivor. He came to America in the 1950s as an immigrant with a dollar in his pocket, and he lived the American dream. He by the time I came along, he was he had a middle class life, and my brothers and I were raised very well, and. And I sort of, I really believe in that American dream ideal and want that for everybody. I want that for Stefania. I want that for for everybody. And in in my tiny little corner of the world, which is the, the commercial theater in New York, I'm I'm sort of pushing to try to, to get some equity there uh, as much as I can. But the flip side of it all, not the flip side, but the other portion of this is yeah. it the way that it strengthens the art, in fact, is the more perspectives we get in the room, the more interesting and the more rich the art becomes. Um, if it's just four more guys who look like me doing it, we all have a similar background. We've read the same books. We've come up the same way. And the, it, the perspective is less broad. And theater, anytime we make any play, I think you know people maybe look at it and think someone writes the play, someone directs it, and those two people are telling all the rest of us what to do. But it's a melting pot. It is, it is a room of writers, directors, producers, designers, actors, more people that you know, all of the the craftsmen who are helping do it everybody's opinions kind of come together into this melting pot and the director is the one ultimately in charge of it but all those ideas come together and at its best we're creating something that's better than any of us could have done on our own and we're all sort of putting those things together and the more broad that group of collaborators is, the more interesting the result is going to be. Stefania and I were talking about this earlier that, you know, she grew up in Argentina reading different books than I grew up reading in Memphis, Tennessee. Sure. Um, and the more we can mix all that together, the more interesting it makes the art and the stronger it makes the art, I think. The more perspectives we show. I think theater at its best, it kind of opens a window and it le lets you see the world through somebody else's eyes, through some character's eyes. And the more sort of diverse opinions creating that story, the more interesting it is. I'd love to talk a little bit about that art with Stefania, specifically your first Broadway gig with Jaja's African hair braiding. The set for that show was very colorful. It was full of life. Each braiding station had its own little charming character. Stefania, tell me how you came to, how, how that came to be realized, uh, what you wanted to do in terms of conveying the, the personalities of some of the characters through that set. Totally. The set was actually made by David Sin. He's the set designer. Mm -hmm. So I came in as the video designer. Got it. Inside this beautiful, incredible hair salon that David, uh, David designed, uh -huh. I was in charge of creating the video that we would see on two TVs that were on for the whole show on Jaja. Uh, oh, on Jaja got Harry. it. Cool. So I created all the content from beginning to end of the video that was in these two TVs. And what we would see at moments was what this woman were seeing while they were getting their hair done. 
um, and I got to shoot a Nollywood scene and to shoot a commercial and obviously always accompanying the music of uh, of Justin Ellington. So it was a very collaborative work. Very cool. Beowulf, tell us how uh, people can find out more about the 152 Project. Yes, well, we have a website. It's 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 spelled out. It's oneevery52.org, or you can Google 152 Designer Project, and that will probably get you to us as well. There's a lot of information there. Um, As I said, the the initial impetus of this was, was to ask people working commercially on Broadway to donate, but anybody can donate. And we've actually gotten wonderful support from throughout the theater community, not just designers. Um, and we, we welcome uh, we welcome participation from absolutely anybody. Beowulf Borid is a set designer and co-founder of the 152 Project. And Stefania Boborella is a set designer and was a recipient of one of the grants. Thank you both so much for coming on all of it. Thank you so much. It's really good to meet you. you as Thank well. you. At Radiolab, we love nothing more than nerding out about science, neuroscience, chemistry. But but we do also like to get into other kinds of stories. Stories about policing or politics, country music, hockey, sex of bugs. <laughs> Regardless of whether we're looking at science or not science, we bring a rigorous curiosity to get you the answers. And hopefully make you see the world anew. Radiolab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Wherever you get your podcasts.